His presence is already in this place. All we got to do is connect. All we got to do is press in. Yes, God. Like the woman with the issue of blood, she, she, she said, only if I were touched by the hem of his garment, I know I will be well. It's not just about having an audience with him. It's not about being taken notice of. It's about getting what you need. You know where to go. You know how to access it. All I'm here to say to you tonight, God is in your midst. All you got to do is press in. All you got to do is connect. All you got to do is touch. All you got to do is press through the crowd. All you got to know is what you need. Who's got it? All that you have need of, his hand has provided. Great is his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. Can we just raise some worship in the house? Can we raise some worship in the house? Have your way, have your way. We declare an open heaven over this house. We declare an open heaven over your people. A place where you speak. A place where your heart is revealed. A place where, oh God, you just come and dwell. A place where you, oh God, just show up. Oh God, break off. We take off all limits of you tonight. Oh God, let there just be a renewing. Let there be a transforming of hearts and minds. Spirits, in the name of Jesus, we just honor you. We bless you. We bless you, oh God. John chapter 4 verse 27 and upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the women yet no man said what seekest thou why talkest you to her why are you talking to her the woman left her water pot went her way into the city and said to the men come see a man who told me all the things that I have ever did Is this not the Christ? You see, she encountered him. And out of the encounter was birthed a question. Is this not the Christ? And then they they went out of the city and they came to him. And in the meantime, while the disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said to them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Therefore, he, he said to, to the disciples, uh, the disciples said to one another, had, had any man brought him something to eat? And Jesus said to them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Hallelujah. Ah. Hallelujah. 
You see, you see, we got to understand we're on assignment. Yes. We've been deployed with a mandate. We've been deployed with an assignment. And, and Jesus never allowed himself to be deterred from his assignment. Yes. I'm here, I'm talking to people that are here today. Some of you are joining us online. You are on assignment. You are not here by mistake. You are, you are here to fulfill the purpose of the Lord. And when he comes there, Jesus was clear about his assignment. You got to do what is necessary. But remember you are on assignment. He was hungry, but he was on assignment. You see, don't lose the opportunities that you are getting. Because there are some divine opportunities that are coming your way. The disciples were looking for a meal. He's hungry. But while he's waiting at the well, assignment overtook the hunger. You see, sometimes we are wanting to be filled and we forget the assignment. Sometimes we are saying, God, wait. I've got a few things to sort out. Then I will come and fulfill the assignment. No, no, no. The assignment is always first and foremost. Jesus said it like this, I've got meat to eat that you do not know of. He says there's a nourishment that is coming into my life that is not natural. Oh, there's a supernatural supply. There's a supernatural supply coming your way. And Jesus begins to say, he says, I've got meat to do. Food you do not know of. My nourishment comes from doing the work. He says, I did not just come to do the work, but I've come to finish the work. Ah, we've got a lot of great starters, but not a lot of great finishes. We've got a lot of people that start off strong, and they start off excited, but they're not finishing. May the Lord raise up a finishing generation. May we be part of the company of people that God raises up to be a finishing generation. Great starters and great finishers. That's what I speak over your life. Whatever you start, you will finish. Whatever the assignment God gives you, you will start and you will finish. You will start strong. You will finish strong. The testimony of your life is that all that he has given me. Jesus says this in John chapter 17. He says, Father, I brought you glory by finishing the work that you gave me. You bring glory to God when you finish the work that is assigned to you. When you accomplish your assignment, the Father gets more glory not by what you start but he gets more glory by what you finish it's not about good programs and just starting it but it's about finishing it because the 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 the, the fulfillment of the program is in the finishing amen the first sermon i ever preached at potter's house it's not a good idea it's a god idea God ideas start with a finish in mind. Doesn't start with a beginning in mind. 
God knew what he was creating when he was creating the birds and the fish and he was creating the, the heavens and the earth and he was creating the waters and the land. He had the end in mind. The end was man. And man habitating. The man having rulership and dominion over. So I'm here to speak to some people that are saying, God, we started. And sometimes along the way, we get distracted. But I'm here to say, start again. The assignment didn't change just because circumstances changed. The assignment didn't change because some challenges came. The, the, the assignment didn't change because you lost your way a little bit. But I'm here to say to you, all that God has spoken concerning your life will be fulfilled. Father, we call those things that are not as though they are. And the first, oh God, characteristic we know of our Father is He's a speaking God. And whatever He speaks, He does. I pray, oh God, like the prayer that Jesus prayed, the work that you have given me, I have finished it. You will not die prematurely. You will not lose your mind or lose your health. But you will live yes, God. to complete and declare the goodness of the Lord. You will live to begin to establish the works of the Lord. Your family, your household, your home, your life will begin to stand as a testimony. Lord, raise up a generation of finishers. Raise up a finishing generation, oh God. That will fulfill kingdom purpose. Bless our gathering tonight in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. We're just going to worship God the, tonight and then we're going to just get into the word tonight. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. I know I'm going to put the worship team on the spot, but I just feel the song, Man of Your Word. If we can just praise God right now. Amen. He's faithful. Hallelujah. Because all things are possible. Come on, let's praise. All things are possible right now, God.
confidence, God. We have this confidence that you finished, Lord. You finished, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we have this confidence that you finish, Lord. You finish what you started. You never failed, God. You have never failed. You won't stop. And you're present, oh God. God, you're the God of the do it again, amen, amen we see him moving those mountains right now, doing the impossible amen, as we praise him right now, we give you glory God, come on, let's put our hands together oh, there's nothing that our God cannot do let's declare, come on, I see you move I see you move, yeah. You made a way when there was no way. There was no 
Gotta believe right now that his promise still stands. Oh, your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Yeah, God, faithfulness. And we're still in your hands, Lord. Still in your hands. This right now, this, this is my confidence. You your promise still stands, oh God. Your promise still stands. Great is your faith. His faithfulness right now. Your faithfulness. And we're still in his hands, church of God. Still in your hands. This is our confidence. Sometimes we gotta get tenacious in our worship. We gotta say, God, I believe right now. Oh, come on, we believe together. I see you move. Yeah, 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 yeah. You move the mountain. Oh, God, and I believe I will see you do it. And He made the way. Your faithfulness, God. And we know we're still in your hands, oh God. We have this.
want you to just bless the Lord with a song, with a psalm, with a spiritual hymn. This beginning is bless the Lord with the with the words from your mouth and from your heart. Just worship Him. Come on, you can give God a praise offering. He, we do not know how he did it, but he made a way. When that accident could have taken you out, he made a way. When the doctor said it is impossible, he made a way. When your family had turned their backs on you, he made a way. When everybody neglected you, he made a way. 
when you lost all hope, he made a way. He showed up. of the Almighty God that is in this place. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you've come to reveal the heart of the Father. Thank you that you break down barriers. And today, Lord, every lie the enemy has spoken concerning our lives, we cancel it. Yes, God. Every tongue that has been raised against us in judgment, we arrest it. We take authority. We declare the word of the Lord concerning our lives. We declare every prophetic promise, every utterance from the will and the word of the Father that is made concerning our lives. We appropriate it. Touch us. Change us. Minister to us this tonight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And the church said amen. amen. Let's give God a praise of in this place. Amen. Amen. You may be seated, amen. I don't know how he did it, but he made a way, amen. Thanks to worship team. Amen. It's good to see you all here tonight and even for those that are joining us online we we pray that you are disengaged with us amen we know god has got something great in store for us tonight we thank god for the opportunity of just gathering together and uh, this is a deliberate act i wanted us to receive all that god has placed in dr fuller for us amen now we had a sneak preview at the covenant and then Pastor ministered a few other places, and then we are glad to have him back. Amen. Now, Dr. Fuller is a great man of God, a man that I have great respect for, 
a man that speaks into my life. Amen. And uh, one of the things many years ago, we spoke about it and I've shared with the church, but I remind you again, he is one of those that will speak into the, this house. Amen. If there's any time that I'm acting foolish, and the church realizes it, and they can't approach me, he's one of those people that speaks into my life. He's part of the international covering for our house. Amen. And uh, I want to acknowledge him for that. Not just for the brotherhood. I appreciate that. But I understand that there is a destiny connection. I'm glad for what God is doing in his life. He's by no means... Uh, He's, he, he, he stands in his own. God has favored him to travel. God has favored him to minister into many lives. God has favored him even in the local house of the church at Macedonia in Augusta. They're really doing a great work. So we are blessed tonight to have with us Dr. Gregory Bishop, Dr. Gregory Fuller. Let us put our hands together as we receive the man of God. Amen. Thank you, God bless you. Come on, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Bless the Lord. Testing, testing. Can you all hear me all right? We on? Bless the Lord. Okay. He'll get me covered. Let me take that one. Blessings. Okay, that's a little better. All right. Good to be back with you, Potter's House. I should say better, good to be back home. Amen. Blessings. Praise God for uh, our being able to come back together again. Um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on what we normally spend a lot of time on, and that's um, giving all the acknowledgments and that kind of thing. Um, everything that pastor said that I am to him, he is to me. Um, he's my brother. He's a, a person. He's an accountability partner. Um, he said, I speak into his life. He speaks into mine. I thank God for him. I thank God for his family, the whole family, my whole family of which you all are a part of. And so I thank God for you. Um, so thank you for again having me. Uh, I share it with Pastor Gerald. Um, today's message is uh, part one, I guess, of a two-part message. And the, today I want to talk about, I want to come, I want to talk somewhat about where you are and where you're going. And then on Sunday, by God's grace, I want to talk about where God wants to take you, or I should say what God wants to do with you, where he wants to take you, what he wants to do with you. Um, can I get somebody to take pictures um, while I'm here so that my members know I'm not on a beach somewhere, just just hanging out? All right. I don't, you got it. Okay, George, you know, use your phone because I forgot to take my passcode off. So just use yours. You can send it to me. You got it. You know what to do. All right. All right. I want to go into the scripture. I'm really, it's kind of lengthy today, and you already know the account here. Um, Esther chapter chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And then we're going to skip down after 4. We're going to read verses 12 to 17. Now, I'm still dealing with a little cough, and so please forgive me for that. <coughs> and pray uh, God's strength as we minister. God, in the name of Jesus, have your way. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight for you all. You, God, are our strength and you are our redeemer. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you, praise team, for setting the atmosphere. Amen. You all are wonderful. And uh, if I can say it this way without offending, you all have grown so much. 
um, from the first time when we met in the school. Was, was that it? I've seen this church grow. You all have grown so much. And this, this backdrop here is just, I mean, you know, you would think we're in a cathedral up here or something. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, and I've, I've seen these young people who were um, who couldn't play instruments at all, and God has blessed them, and now they're playing instruments and praise and worship. Just, he made a way. Amen? Come on, let's bless the Lord for that. Bless God. Bless God. Okay, Esther chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. After these things, when the wrath of King Ahasuerus subsided, he removed Vashti, uh, what she had, removed Vashti, what she had done, and what had been decreed against her. Then the king's servants who attended him said, let beautiful young virgins be, be sought for the king and let the king appoint officers in all the provinces of his kingdom that they may gather all the beautiful young virgins to Shushan, the citadel, into the woman's quarters under the custody of Hegai, the king's eunuch, custodian of the women. And let beautiful preparations be given them, and let the young women who please the, the young woman who pleased the king be queen instead of Vashti. This thing pleased the king, and he did so. Verses 12 through 17. Each young woman's turn came to go into King Ahasuerus after she had completed 12 months' preparation according to the regulations. For the woman, for the women, for thus were the days of preparation apportioned six months with oil of myrrh and six months with perfumes and preparations for beautifying women. Thus prepared each woman would which, which woman went to the king and she was given whatever she desired to take with her from the woman's quarters to the king's palace. In the evening she went, she went, and in the morning she returned to the second house of the women, to, to the custody of Shesgaz, the king's eunuch, who kept the concubines. She, she, would, excuse me, she would not go in, excuse me, she would not go into the king again unless the king delighted in her and called her by name. Now, when the turn came for Esther, the daughter of Abihel, the, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her as his daughter, to go into the king, she requested nothing but what Haggai, the king's eunuch, the custodian of women, advised. And Esther obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her. So Esther was taken to King Ahasuerus into his royal palace in the 10th month, which is the month Tebeth, in the seventh year of his reign. The king loved Esther more than all the other women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the other virgins. <clears throat> so he set the royal crown upon her, upon her head, and made her queen instead of Vashti. Give me a moment. I'm going to share with you what the title is. Question for you. A few weeks ago, we... The world witnessed the, well, we didn't witness the death. We witnessed the funeral service of uh, Queen Elizabeth, Queen of England. How many of you saw any of that? Uh, did you see any of that? How, how, how majestic it was to see the soldiers and the family walking in formation. It was just absolutely beautiful. Uh, she served as Queen of England, I believe, for 73 years. 73 years, the song that they would sing was Long Live the Queen. 
But there's one person who may have mouthed the words, but he probably didn't say the words. Charles. <laughs> See, as long as she was queen, he couldn't become king. So he probably mouthed. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> that was his mother. Right? It's probably a bad time joke. I slapped my own hand. For, he is 70 years old. He's 70 years old. For 70 years, he's been the first in line to become king. Ever since he was born. If, if, if she had died at birth, he would have been, he would, they would have been, there would have been someone to be in his stead until he became five or six years old. And he still would have been consecrated or crowned king. So for 70 years, he's been preparing to sit on the throne. They, when he was born, after he was able to crawl, or I should say walk, they began bringing tutors to him, teaching him how to walk like a king. When he began to speak, they began, tutors began, special tutors began teaching him how to speak like a king. As he become, became a teenager, he wasn't like the other teenagers. He didn't go to regular uh, uh, public schools or even, even private schools. He had special tutors set up for him, teaching him how to behave like a king. They say he is the most prepared king England has ever had. My message to you, Potter's House, the message for you, is that you are prepared for royal purpose. How, how old is Potter's House now? For 22 years. The 22 years, I want you to understand what these 22 years, 22 years has, has been just this. You've been prepared, being prepared for royal purpose. I said something to my church a few weeks ago. And when I said it, I didn't plan to say it, but I knew it was revelation. For many people, people think that the church is where, where the unsaved come to be saved. But that's not the case. The word church, the word church as Jesus said it, is called ecclesia. It means called out ones. The church is not the place where people come to be saved. The church is the place where the saved come to be prepared to go into the world so that others can be saved. So this really is the preparation place. <laughs> so this is the preparation place for you to fulfill your royal purpose. So for 23, 22, 23 years, 22 years, 22 years, all you've been doing is being getting prepared to fulfill your <laughs> collective and personal purpose. You need to see that so that when you come to the house, when you come to the house and do participate in any activity that the house uh, 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 is participating in or, is, or is, is, uh, is, is, is providing for you, you need to see that you need to be here. You need to be excited. I wish there were more Potter's House members here. You need to be excited because this is your preparation place to fulfill your royal purpose. Praise God. 
let me go to the scripture for a moment, uh, and then we're going to go, because I'm going to give you five, maybe six points about what you have been doing for 22 years and what you are yet being, what's yet happening with you now. We know um, chapter one of Esther, the, the book of Esther, that uh, King Ahasuerus, king of uh, uh, Persia, is having a banquet. And he's, he's, he has, he has his, his, yeah, thank you. He has his, uh, the, in the banquet, the men are gathered in one place and the women are gathered in another place. And Queen Vashti, she's gathered with all the other queens because, he's, because King Ahasuerus has called the kings in under his domain, under his authority, but they're still kings of other lands. He's called all of his dignitaries in. All the men are gathered here, all the dignitaries here, and all the women and then the queens, other queens are gathered. And, when, and, and, and King Ahasuerus wants to show uh, the other kings how beautiful his wife is. What husband does not want to every now and then show off his wife? Amen. He just wants to this. Yeah, okay. They probably had a bet going on. My wife is finer than your wife. <laughs> no, my wife, I bet you a, I bet you a whole city my wife is finer. <laughs> and so King Ahasuerus says, okay, I'm going to show you. I'm going to just show you. Go, go and call the queen. Go and call Vashti and tell her to come on so I can show off her beauty. And when they go, when the servant goes to get Vashti, Vashti ah, dishonors both the king and the kingdom by saying, if he won't see me, tell him to come and see me. Isn't it amazing how when you get a little power, you forget your place and you become dishonorable because just of a little power. It's amazing to me when I listen to uh, uh, my members, I talk to them and they talk about, you know, their friends, their friends, they work together, co-workers together, their friends. But then when their friends become supervisor, then they become dictatorial. Because just a little power will transform a weak mind. So the person who was like everyone else, sees themselves above everyone else. So Vashti says, I don't want to spend a lot of time on that. If the king wants to see me, tell him to come to me. She disappears. Amen. Okay. She dishonors, um, she dishonors the king and the kingdom. And, and, and the other men are saying now, if you allow this to take place, all the wives will dishonor their husbands as well, because rebellion spreads. That's the reason why you got to be careful what you do and how you, what, how you speak around other people. You know, you, you can be joking with your spouse about it, but somebody else will take that as the way it ought to be. And so we got to be careful how we honor and dishonor. What is going on? Yes. Yeah, you want to come and fix it? That's okay. That's all right. It's, it's okay. The devil's not going to stop this. Amen. It's just a matter of, if we just got to unplug, unplug it, it's okay. Yeah. yeah, sometimes we have these feedbacks. It's okay. We know, we, know, we know the enemy's devices. Amen. But we also know our God is a strong. <laughs> Amen. So, okay. So, so, the other men say, King, you can't allow it to happen. And so, the king wants to remove, he's going to remove Vashti from uh, being queen. And, and they say to the king, okay, king, you removed her. Now, now you need a wife. You need a wife. And so we need another queen. So call all, call, send out a word so, uh, so that we get, gather all the beautiful virgins from across the land to come so that you can choose from these beautiful virgins who's going to be queen. And Esther is one of the people who are called. I'm not going into all the story. And the scripture says 
watch this. The scripture says that there is, there, that they go through a process of preparation. Yeah. They go through a process of preparation. If I want to, can I come down with, with that interrupt? Okay. All right. Uh, they go through a process of preparation. Again, I want to share with you that for 22 years, and what you're doing right now is that you're going through this process of preparation for royal purpose. Five, maybe six points. The six, I think God just gave me while sitting here. First point, the first step in the, in the process of preparation is consecration. You've been going through a process of consecration. What is consecration? Consecration simply means this, called out for God's use. Esther was called out. The other these women, they were called out of, uh, uh, out of their communities, out of uh, their neighborhoods, called out from the other women so that they could possibly be used or become queen to the king. You, we, as children of God, I, I, I ought to be consecrated, called out from the world so that God can use us. Now, that doesn't make us better than anybody else. But it does make us different from everyone else. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not any better, but we ought to be different. We ought to walk different. We ought to talk different. Our language ought to be different. We don't laugh at the same jokes that the world laughs at. You know, there's a song um, that, uh, that we sing in, in, in America. I've heard it when I was growing up. And one of the, wor- one of the verses of the song is, friends don't treat me like I used to since I laid my burdens down. You heard that song? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. People are not supposed to treat you the way you used, they used to treat you. Why? Because you're different now. It ought to be that when you walk in a room and they're speaking dirty words that they stop. Because you are consecrated and they feel the power of God in your life and something arrests them. And so when people, people, people say, well, you know, people, I walk in a room and they, start, they stop whispering and they just start looking. That ought to happen because, because there's something that ought to be about you that makes people stop in their tracks. And demons ought to tremble simply because, uh, uh-uh, not because you quoted the scripture, not because you, 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 you tell them that they shouldn't do it, simply because your presence causes them to tremble. Because God is in you. You've been consecrated. You've been set apart. You've been, God has called you to be different from everyone else. Don't, 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 don't belittle that. Don't, 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 don't hate on that. Consider that an honor because what that means is that God's got a special purpose for you. Amen. Say, I'm consecrated. I'm called out for God's use. Yeah, Potter's House know that God has consecrated. There's, there's some churches that won't fellowship with you. Not because, I don't want to put down any other congregation, but because they recognize that you're not about programs. You're about people. They recognize that you're, you're not, watch this, you're not about uh, pimping worship to raise money. There are churches that, you know, Macedonia is a pretty large uh, size church. You know, the family's been there. We're pretty, pretty, got pretty, pretty good numbers. And I'll never forget, I preached, uh, I was called to preach for a, a group of pastors that had gotten a group together. And I brought Macedonia there. And we, I ministered. And I think I ministered a pretty good message. And at least they said I did. But, um, but when they get, got up to do the remarks, the person who was the president of the organization made this statement. 
He said, uh, Pastor Fully preached. He talked about how I preached and everything. He said, but we, we counted the offering. We need to have him back next month, too. When I got up to do my remarks, I said, we will never come back here again. Because you're not going to pimp my people. We come to worship. We don't come to play. We don't come to, to raise. We come because we believe that we've been called out to be used by God to be a light in the world of darkness. We've been called out. Say I'm consecrated. I'm called out for God's use. They were consecrated. They were called out. The second thing is the scripture says that they went through a whole year of preparation. They were saturated. Get this whole year of, uh, of, of, of preparation, this year of preparation, of pre preparing them physically. The scripture says that for six months, they bathed in myrrh. And the other six months, they bathed in other spices and, and fragrances. Can you imagine for six months just bathing in nothing but one fragrance? I want to shout right here. That means that whatever you're, watch this, whatever you're bathed in, you become, you smell like. It gets into your pores. It becomes a part of your skin. It becomes a part of who you are. So watch this. For six months bathing in myrrh, that means wherever she walked, the fragrance of what she was saturated in began to exude from her. And everybody would sniff. Where is that? Oh, it's coming from. You've been saturated with the word of God for 22 years. For 22 years, the word has been going forth from Pastor Gerald, from Sister Annie, and from, 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 from the other ministers. For six months, you've been saturated. You've got so much word in you. Watch this. When trouble comes, you don't have to call the pastor for a word. It's already in you. Word just comes out of you. You don't even wake up in the morning and plan to tell anybody about the word. When the opportunity comes, word just comes out. You've been saturated. You've been saturated with love and forgiveness. You can't help but forgive folks. Because you're saturated and it just exudes from you. Say, I'm saturated. You've been saturated. That's the reason why the worship I've seen the worship, the praise and worship grow so powerfully. I was standing here and listen, they have they've grown so much because you all have saturated yourselves in worship. And so now it don't take a whole lot to get God's presence because it's not just what you do when you gather together. You worship when you're by yourself. Ah, uh, we, we came, we came. I was so blessed. I was so blessed this, this morning, this afternoon, because we drove back from Joburg uh, today. And while we were driving, and, you know, we talk on that kind of thing. And Pastor Gerald starts singing a song. I didn't know what the song, he starts singing. And then I hear Sister Annie, the, the, her voice is better than his. I hear Sister Annie, she starts, and I'm sitting in the back and I'm being blessed. It, seemed, it wasn't a song on the radio. Yeah. They just popped out with one. How does it pop out? Because they're saturated. Can't help but bless him. Can't help but lift him up. Saturated. You've been for 22 years being prepared for royal use because you've become saturated with God's word and the things of God. Say I'm saturated. <laughs> Feel with it. It's just, I love that song, praise is what I do. Even when I'm going through. Why? Because I'm saturated with praise to him even when things are not going my way i still lift him up ah i got a case of the can't help it i can't help but bless his name you've been consecrated you've been saturated 
Here's the third thing. They were educated. Watch this. They were taught. Oh, this is a good one here. They were taught how to be queen before they became queen. They were taught how to walk like a queen, talk like a queen, how to walk in a room in a queenly way. See, I, one of the problems I'm having, I have, and, and we got some of our people who are watching, and I've said this to my, my members as well and some others, one of the problems I have with some of the sisters, some of the, you know, the, the younger sisters my age and younger in America is that they want to be a wife, but they don't want to do what wives do. I ain't scared of y'all. I'll tell you like I tell me. I'm not scared of y'all. I'm not. The Bible says a man who finds, finds what? It does not say a man who finds a woman who becomes a wife. A man who finds a wife is a man who finds somebody who's always already doing wifely things. So if you don't, okay, now I know I'm getting, I'm getting in trouble here, but I'm not scared of y'all. I know I'm in Africa, but I ain't scared. A woman who don't cook clean the house, who don't take care of, of, of the baby. She's not a wife. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, I, I know. I'm not even going to look over there. I ain't going to even look over there. You ought to be doing wifely things before you become a wife. A man who finds a wife, yeah. not a woman. There's a lot of women who are not wives. Yeah. And they're wondering, why can't I get a husband? Because you ain't a wife. Yeah. They were preparing to become queen. Before they became queen. You don't, watch this, you don't study up on a job. When you get the job, you study up on a job before you get the job. That's what makes you qualified to have the job. For 22 years, you all have been educated. King Charles, I know you're typing, Pastor Gerald, but I need you for a moment. Sister Annie, would you please stand? Uh, Pastor Margie, would you please come? Please come. Who else is a teacher, Sunday school teacher? Any other Sunday school teachers or youth teachers? Would you please stand? Just stand where you are. Any other, any other Bible? Anybody else who teaches here? Good. I want you to look around because for 70 years, Charles was being tutored. <laughs> the, <laughs> the queen did not get just anybody to tutor him. The queen chose the best and the brightest for him to sit under. I'm ready to shout. The king chose the best and the brightest so that they could be your tutors, so that you could become educated as to how to live your royal purpose. Now, the one thing you don't want to do is dishonor your tutors. Come on, somebody. Thank God. Come on, let's just thank God for the tutors in Potter's house right now. Thank you. Thank you. You all can sit. Thank you. God has given you tutors so that you can become educated to live out your royal purpose. And one of the sad things in the world was when we dishonor our tutors. It has become, we've become so um, uh, rebellious against authority. My grandfather was a preacher. I was telling him in the car. My grandfather was a preacher. And I'll never forget, <coughs> um, my grandfather used to cut hair as a side. 
<coughs> side job. He was a barber. And I'll never forget, I, I used to go to my grandfather's barbershop. I loved hanging out with my grandfather when I was young. Go to his barbershop and I hang out with him. One day, we, we left the barbershop. He locked up, and his barbershop was right on the corner of an alley. We, he locked up. We walked down the alley. There were some boys, some brothers, young, young brothers. They were not boys. They were young, young men who were shooting dice. Crabs. Y'all know what that is? Yeah. Crabs. I hope y'all don't know too much about what that is. They were shooting crabs, and I heard somebody say, I heard somebody say, Dr. Fuller's coming, Dr. Fuller's coming. And they, they picked up the dice, picked up the money, and they said, and my grandfather did not chastise them. He said, how you young men doing? We all right, Dr. Fuller, we all right. How you doing? I'm doing all right. You, you all be blessed now. And he just kept walking. I kept walking with him. Now, Pastor Gerald, they'll say, Pastor, you want to get some of this? They honored him because they recognized that God had called him and he was a man of God. Isn't it amazing how we dishonor and disrespect the people of God and yet we want to God to prepare us for royal purpose. You got to honor the people who God places in front of you. They may not be the perfect person, but God still uses them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push here. I know I'm going to push, um, and I know, I know the land that I'm in, but I want to have you understand something. Uh, one, of our, one of our local pastors, um, the Bible says, if any be caught in a fault, you who are spiritual, restore such a one. This pastor was found to have flawed, he had, he had character flaw in his life. And one of his members, Pastor Gerald, called me up and said to me, well, I can't go back there. Now, he had been pastor there for... I don't know, a number of years. I, I, don't want, I don't want to say number of years, over 20 years or something. I can't listen to him anymore. I, I you know, yeah, he, he doing this and he been doing that. And I, and I can't hear him anymore. I, I'm thinking about coming to your church. I said, no, you're not. I said, no, you're not. Don't come to our church because I'm just as flawed as he is. I may not be doing what he's, he's done, but I still got some issues in me. I'm not perfect. And if you find out the issues in me, you're going to be saying about me to somebody else what you're saying about him. And then I said this to her. I said, how long you been at the church? I've been there 15 years. I said, so 15 years, he's been blessing you. For 15 years, he's been speaking into your life. For 15 years, you never had a problem. But now that you find out that there's a problem with him, now you're so holy that God can't use him. If God was using him while he was doing it, why can't God using you now that you know he was doing it? Uh, Y'all ain't saying nothing. You don't dishonor your tutors because no tutor, no man, no man other than Jesus is perfect. Say, I've been educated. Say, I'm being educated. You've been consecrated. You've been saturated. You're being educated. Watch this. You have been and you're being emancipated. What do I mean? They call (laughs) these young women out, call them out of their homes, call them out of, of their communities, call them out, put them in the, king, the king's harem. <laughs> they didn't have to work. So they didn't have to worry about where the food was coming from. They didn't have to work, so they didn't have to worry about bills being paid. <clears throat> Watch this. They didn't have to work, so they didn't have to worry about what tomorrow was going to bring. They knew that they have been emancipated from all the things of the world and the king was going to take care of them. Say, I've been emancipated. The Bible says, and see, that's what you got to understand is when Jesus says, 
Why are you worried about what you're going to eat? What you're going to drink? Consider the birds of the air. They don't, they don't plant any fields. They don't do any harvesting. But your heavenly father, because he loves you, don't you know he's going to make sure you have something to eat? All you've got to do is seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and everything else. You've been emancipated. Say, I've been emancipated. You've been emancipated. Well, you see, this is the thing. We don't even know what we've been emancipated from. I, let me talk about me. I've been emancipated from worry. Be not anxious for anything. But in all things, I love that, through prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, give glory to God. And the peace of God will guard your heart. I've been emancipated. I've been emancipated for caring about what people say about me. Why? Because I've learned no weapon formed against me will prosper. I've been emancipated from caring about what happens in the world. Why? Because I cast my cares upon him, knowing that he can. Y'all hearing what I'm saying? Say, I've been emancipated. I'm not worried about tomorrow because I know the one who holds tomorrow. While other people are falling apart about because the interest rates are going up and, and prices are going up, I'm not worried about that. My heavenly father watches over me. And I've been emancipated because the word of God says, my God shall supply. How many? Come on, how many? All oh, my knees according to his riches and glory. I'm emancipated from caring about that. See, I've been emancipated. Yeah, you're, you have been and you are being emancipated. Let me help you with something. I don't care what you have or don't have today. You're going to eat tomorrow. If there's somebody worried about your food, tomorrow you're going to eat. Uh, tomorrow is Saturday. Okay, let me, let me push a little further. You're going to eat on Sunday. Because we have a kind of God. We serve a father who takes care of his children. And we're emancipated from worried about what's going to happen in the future. All we've got to do is cast our cares upon him. Because he cares for us. They were consecrated, saturated, educated, emancipated. Here's number five. And I want you to get this potter's house. You have been and you are being elevated. These next two. Lead me to the message on Sunday. You are being elevated. God is lifting this ministry up. You have been and you are being elevated. God, there are people recognizing Potter's house all over the world. This man of God, <coughs> I've seen him grow. I've seen him grow so tremendously. He... I met him as Pastor John introduced me to him. And he was Pastor John introduced me. He's now introducing other people to other pastors because God has elevated him. He's now covering ministries all over Africa. That's just Africa. That's just the beginning. Because even outside of Africa, Potter's house is going to be known. Amen. That, was a, that was a point of praise right there. That, you missed it. You missed it. That was not for me. That, you, you ought to give God praise because God is going to elevate this ministry to such a degree. People are watching you. Uh, people are watch, they're watching what God is doing. They're watching how you're growing. How is it that this church in Durban, South Africa, is, is, is putting us <coughs> on Facebook, ministering to people and blessing people and having women's conference? And, it's, and so where is this church? Where are, they, where are they located? Where are these people? Who are these people? People are watching you. And God is elevating you. 
The last point that was just given to me. I don't want to spend too much time on that one. The last point that was just given to me. First, what's, what did I tell you, number one? Consecrate. Two. Three. Four. Four. Five. Number five, designated. Six. I'm sorry. Yes, six. Designated. All right. Esther was elevated to become queen. But she didn't just become queen because king picked her. She was designated by God to be queen for such a time as this. Oh, God, I want to shout on this. You're not where you are just because you joined the potter's house and you united your all family. You've been designated. God has a purpose for you that's going to bless people all over the world. You are designated to be a light in the, in the city of Durban and pastors and other church people are going to see your light come to you and say, how did you do it? How did you get to where you are? Oh God, let me not go too fast, but let me say it anyway. This ain't the last place you're going to have to worship. Come on and give God praise. I, this is too small for the potter's house. Thank God for it. God had you tabernacling here, but this is not the place where God has set Potter's house name. You have a larger, uh, uh, you have a greater span than this. Enlarge your territory. Strengthen your stakes. Enlarge your cores. God has designated you to be a light in Durban and you're going to bless people all over South Africa. You ought to give God praise. You're designated for such a time as this to be a light in a lighthouse so that others can come to you to find their way. You've been consecrated and you're being consecrated. You've been saturated and you're being saturated. You've been educated and you're being educated. You've been emancipated and you're being emancipated. You've been elevated and you're being elevated. But the reason for the elevation is because God has designated you to bless the world. Pastor Gerald, I'm done. God bless you. God bless you. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Come, come on. Let's just bow our heads together. We can just offer a time of this worship before the Lord. Come on, so there's been some declarations that have been made in the house tonight that we need to begin to connect with, not just in our words, but in our spirit. It's always been there. But today, God used Dr. Fuller just to highlight it for us. You know, sometimes you can walk past a place all the time and not recognize the beauty of it because we've gotten too used to it that we just assume it will be there. But today God has begun to, to begin to just, as it were, put a spotlight on it. Put a spotlight on this house. Put a spotlight on the families of God in Potter's house. I want you to know it's, it's not about me being elevated. It's about the house being elevated. 
Because you, you need to understand that the leader can't go, go up alone. The people are going up. And so we understand that we are not going up on our own, but we're going up together. Come on. We're going up together. We're establishing new territory. We're beginning to conquer new and, and break through new boundaries. We're we, we beginning to live through limitations. Shikaila masarabababatai. Enlarge us, Lord. Enlarge us, Lord. This expand us, this stretch us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we, we've been preparing for this moment. And now that the moment has come, it's time to enter in. It's time to begin to appropriate. It's time to connect. It's time to receive. It's time to walk in what we've been built for. What you've been built for. What you've been called for. It's time to begin to... Hey, Let's just say this, Lord. This is your church. You said you will, you will build your church and the gates of hell will not prevail. That we yet to declare tonight that everything that God has said concerning this house will be accomplished. Every plan, every purpose, and every house <laughs> that is connected to this house is moving up. Yes, God. Every ministry, yes, Lord. gift that is in this house, yes, God. God is beginning to raise it right now. Right now. God is beginning to raise it up right now. Every ministry gift. Some of you have been sitting here. You've been receiving. But God is saying tonight that it's time for you to operate in the gifting that God has called you for. This is going to build the house. If we're going to begin to build and we're going to get bigger, then God has to establish more people to function. 
Remember, you are not called into a ministry. You are called into function. And God has been preparing you for this moment. So, Father, I pray for the gifts that are lying dormant today. Let there be a stirring up. Let there be an activation right now. Let there be a divine impartation of grace. Let there be a divine activation of grace. Come on, come on, all over this house, all over this house, all over this house, all over this house. Build your church, build your church. servant, your son, Dr. Fuller. Thank you, God, for just speaking through him. And today, Lord, we do warfare concerning that word that you have placed in his heart. And we determine as a house tonight that we are interceding for his healing. And that which you have placed in his spirit to deliver to us we're going to receive it, Lord. Shibaba kai la masoto. Liba kai la mande le kei li mando robo sete. Lima sete le behendo robo kushatai. Limande le kei liba salamande. Limo kushatai le behende. Liba salabo sete le behende. Father, we thank you that there are certain moments when you you send, O oh God, an angel of the Lord to us. Like you sent the angel of the Lord to the church of Ephesus, to the church of Philadelphia, to the church of Laodicea. You said, O oh God, that in Matthew, that we will not see you till we say blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord 
So we receive your son as one coming in the name of the Lord. In the nomos. In the nature. And thank you today that we don't just receive the word, but we hold on to it. This minister today. I want you to understand tonight, you are here not by accident. God wanted you to hear this message. Because you are a part of what God's doing in this house. We're not building program. We're building people. We are building people. So Father, I thank you for your sons, for your daughters that have come out tonight. Bless them. Minister into their lives. We are in preparation. We're not perfect, Lord, but we're in preparation. We've been made perfect. You are working on us. I'm a work in progress, Lord. So begin to just use us for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen, amen, amen.